0: Hello, everybody. This is Joe DeRosier. Thanks again for joining us on this CDS podcast, filling you in. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Jeffrey Baer, who if you live in Chicago area, you obviously know who he is. uh, If you watch WTTW, and uh, he's going to be our keynote speaker in February for the midwinter meeting. And we're really excited about it. Thanks for joining us. Jeffrey
1: oh, my pleasure, and this is the all time best name for a podcast,
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know it was just a happy coincidence that it also spells out f y i so <laughs> yeah, about that so well thanks a lot for agreeing to do this, and uh, my pleasure uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your background I, I I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, but if if they're coming into Chicago and maybe not be familiar with, uh, WTTW, uh, give us a little, a bit, a bit of your background.
1: Sure. WTGW is PBS. It's the Chicago, uh, television station. That's part of the PBS public broadcasting network for those out of the country, uh, not government supported. I want to add, yeah. that's a misnomer or a mi- misconception, but it's, it's public broadcasting, non-commercial, uh, public uh, you know, our are we we're a mission-driven uh organization, not not a commercial right television uh outfit. Um so I've been here 34 years and um I host I'm on TV, I host programs and write and produce programs primarily about Chicago architecture and history. Um, although I've also um written and hosted a couple of PBS series national series um a, kind of about the built environment around the country uh 10 buildings that changed america 10 homes that changed america 10 parks 10 towns 10 engineering wonders 10 monuments things like that mm-hmm. um and uh i actually did a program down in havana cuba uh called weekend in havana for the pbs network where i went down there and it was an hour long program where Three locals uh, kind of showed me around Havana, Cuba. This was a few days after. With it coincidentally, we filmed it a few days after uh, Castro died. We didn't oh, think wow. we were going to get permission to travel because he, you know, we'd all we were all ready to go, and then Castro died. Uh, but we we got in and we made the program, and it was it was you know about the culture and sort of life in the streets uh, and, and and history of Havana, Cuba. So I am also a, a, a tour guide, a, a, call it a docent, a, uh, uh, mm-hmm. volunteer tour guide for the Chicago architecture center. And I've actually been doing that longer than I've been at WTTW. Um, and I give, um, tours uh, of the, the sort of iconic tour of Chicago is the mm-hmm. river tour people it's become the big, the big thing. The big tourist attraction in Chicago is the river tour. So, um. It's a, it's a primarily an architecture tour, but it's kind of a historical tour, too. And we go for an hour and a half on the Chicago River. And uh, so I do that as well.
0: So have you lived in Chicago all your life?
1: Mostly. Um, I'm from the north suburbs uh, of Chicago. Um, went away to school uh, in Ohio. And then I worked in some TV stations uh, uh, early in my career in Ohio and in Michigan and in, in, in Philadelphia. But I came back to Chicago in uh, 1984 to get, no, 83 to get a master's degree in theater, actually from Northwestern University. And I taught high school theater for five years and, and, and I've taught a lot of, uh, theater classes around Chicago acting and, and particularly improv, which is our homegrown art form in Chicago, the, the art form of, of theater improv. Mm-hmm. Comes from Chicago. It was It was born and 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 invented in Chicago, and and uh, sort of perfected at Second City and places like that, and spawned things like Saturday Night Live. Um, and so, I'm I'm a big a big believer in in improv, and I've I've taught a lot of improv classes over the years. I think of improv not as a route to ha ha funny comedy, but as sort of a philosophy of life, uh, a way of being very present in the present moment and saying yes to things that arise in the moment and building on them.
0: Oh, ah, awesome. And, uh, do you still dabble in, uh, acting? Do you do anything? No, outside? I haven't
1: no. in years and years. I mean, to the extent that I'm on TV, um, uh, a, a, a little bit. Um, but that's a kind of performing, but, um, you know, maybe when I retire, I'll get back to, uh, I, I would, I, continue to take theater games classes at uh, the uh, local uh, another very important theater uh, improv school in Chicago which is called the Piven Theater Workshop in Evanston mm-hmm. which is was founded by some of the same folks who uh, went on to found Second City um and I I love taking classes there but I have not taught or performed in, in years
0: it, that's the uh, Jeremy Pivens family, right? Is that the, the,
1: That's right. Jeremy Piven and, uh, 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 you know, John Cusack and Joni Cusack and uh, some other folks uh, that have gone on to some renowned uh, came out of there.
0: Well, as you may or may not know, tell me if you do or if you ever knew this, that, you know, Chicago has quite a connection to uh, the world of dentistry.
1: Well, this is something that I love about my work, Uh, you know, every time I do a new show and I've got three in production right now, I just learn so much about Chicago. So I'm very excited to do this keynote address, um, uh, partly to share what I know with your audience, but also just things like you just told me, you know, I, I really don't, I haven't it's I've not intersected with that part of Chicago history. At all in my, well, I want, I I know one dental story about Chicago that I will, will be telling, uh, in the, in the, in the, uh, speech. Uh, but no, I did not know that.
0: It's not a crown for a crown. Is it (laughs) what's that? I mean, it's not a royal, uh, well, it country. is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> is that
1: what you guys call So you all know this story already that queen Elizabeth got a, her tooth oh, yeah. filled while she was in Chicago.
0: Oh yeah. We did stories about it back in the day when it happened. So
1: <laughs> that's what you called it. A crown for a crown. I no, love that. Oh,
0: no, but I, that was just me saying
1: that's wonderful. Yeah. She had her tooth filled in Chicago and I, the, I, I have like a slight A couple of other very slight intersections with dentistry in my many years of work that I've done. Uh Um, one of the first things I produced at WTTW, which was, this was before when I started at WTTW, I was not an on air person. I was a producer behind the scenes. And one of the first things I produced was, um, this big, um, opera production for PBS. And the opera was an, an, an opera called McTeague, which is based on Frank Norris's novel McTeague. Okay. Which is about a frontier dentist. Do, awesome. do you know this book? I, no, I do not. It was a, it was one of these like pot boiler n- late 19th century novel, early 20th century novels by this novelist Frank Norris. Um, the um silent film version of it by Eric von Stroheim in the 20s is called Greed and, and then w- so what we did with the, with our TV project uh for PBS was we married the three together we we took uh we filmed the opera at the Lyric Opera of Chicago about this dentist okay. named McTeague this greedy uh frontier dentist who's a big evil character and um with We intercut that with scenes from the silent movie by Eric von Stroheim, and then Chicago's very famous Studs Turkle reading passages from the novel. Oh, um, wow. And we sort of wove the three of them together. Um, and the opera was directed by the famous film director, Robert Altman. Oh, boy. Um, so I worked with him on that. And it was all full of like he... glistening gold because, mm-hmm. you know, McTee used gold fillings, of course. And then. His wife wins the lottery and she gets a bag full of gold coins. And the set was all full of gold. But then McTeague gets very covetous. His wife was a miser. He murders her. His rival ends up chasing him out into the desert because they want the gold. But there's all this. Um, there are these lines that that William Bolcom, the um, composer of the opera, wrote these these lines in like. Maybe a gold crown for that quadrant is one of the, (laughs) one of the lines in, in this opera that is sung operatically, maybe a gold crown for that quadrant. And, (laughs) and of course his, his sign on the, in the set, Uh you know, and also in the movie is a big tooth, you know, hanging from a sign. Oh yeah. Um, so I have a little dentistry in my, in my television background.
0: Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, speaking of, uh, I had sent you some trivia stuff. I'll bring this up now. Speaking of frontier, um, uh, do you know who who was maybe a, a dentist that you wouldn't think it was a dentist? Well, I, I do now because you sent me
1: this list ahead of time. Ah. But uh, you you can be the big re- re- you can do the big reveal here if you want. Well, to.
0: Sure, Doc Holliday. Doc right. Holliday was a dentist,
1: and that was so. Doc was because he was a dentist,
0: exactly. Okay, and and do you think and, maybe, and maybe your listeners
1: sh- maybe talk. your listeners don't know who Doc Holliday was?
0: Well, at the OK Corral, uh, Wyatt Earp and uh, the big uh, shootout, big shootout in exactly. Frontier
1: America, yeah,
0: yeah, and another Frontier American, uh, Zane Gray, was also yes. a dentist. That's crazy, and Paul Revere. Well, you know, this was kind of before they actually had modern dentistry. I mean, oh. dentists did a little bit of everything, I think, and uh, uh, since ah. he was doing the silver, I mean, sure, why not?
1: Were they? Oh, because he was a silversmith, of course. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, weren't? I mean, I know that you know, in in medieval times, the a barber was kind of like a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, was this true of dentists
0: as well? Uh, I I believe so. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know the entire history of <laughs> of dentistry, but uh, yeah, they they kind of did a little bit of everything. It didn't. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the his, historically the founder or the he's kind of known as the father of modern dentistry. Um, actually, was up in in your neck of the woods in Evanston. He was the uh, Became the, uh, Dean of the Northwestern, uh, dental school. Mm-hmm. His name is, is green. Um, which is middle name GV green Vardaman black. Uh, uh-huh. and if you go up in uh, Lincoln park, there is actually a statue of him.
1: Okay. See, that's the kind of thing that I love to do in my work is to find these kind of obscure, uh, things. So I'm going to Google that right now. Um, green Vardaman Black sculpture.
0: Yeah, he's Chicago. like. It's like I think right off of uh, North. There Avenue, it is, maybe? the
1: green, the green Vardaman Black Memorial. It's it's at North Avenue and Astor Street. Yeah, and there he is sitting in a throne. Oh, I do. I put this in one of my shows. Oh, awesome. I remember this. I totally remember this. Now, this is in one of my shows. Uh, It's probably my, I would, I can't totally remember, but I think it's my show about the lakefront in Chicago. But I'd have to go back and check. The father, yes, I totally remember this. It is is a wonderful sculpture. It's by uh, a sculptor named Hibbard. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I I'm, I've got to put that in another show. I always love learning about these, these things. I mean, it truly is one of the things that's been amazing. Um, amazing about my career is I just, you know, I, am I, my, my job is to, is to learn things and then tell other people about them in an entertaining way. Yeah. You know, and so I just learned something from every project I I'm involved in.
0: Well, wow. uh yeah, so the midwinter meeting, the Chicago Dental Society has a, a, a very long track record here in Chicago. Um uh, as I said, it was it's been over a hundred and sixty years, I think. Is there it's the 160th uh,
1: meeting? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and so that's my intention with the talk, um, is to, uh, I think I'm, I, I better look at my notes here, but you gave me the, the date or the year of the founding of the Chicago dental society, 18, 1860s, I believe. Yeah. And so what I, what I'm going to do and what I've, I've already started to do is, um, look back at what was happening in Chicago in the 1860s. Hmm. Um, and and re- so really just putting into context how incredible it is that here's an organization that, you know, uh, when it was founded, uh, I mean, you're, you know, you're talking about, you know, civil, the, the Civil, civil War yeah. era. Yeah, it was 18.
0: 18- 64, is that correct? Am I getting the year right? Yes, and then the first meeting was in 1865.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, Lincoln is assassinated in 1865. Uh, y- you know, that's that's remarkable. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, um, Chicago has a lot of connections to President Lincoln right mm-hmm. at that time. Lincoln is president when the organization is founded. Um, and Chicago is this, um, is at that point, the fastest growing city in the world. Um, there has had, there have been few cities ever in the history of the world that were growing as fast as Chicago right. at that time. Um, the population back then was, was 252,000. It had tripled in 10 years, 10 years prior to that, uh, you know, it was only one third of that size. Wow. Um, Chicago was in the midst of raising its streets out of the mud because it was a very muddy city that public health in Chicago at that time was was basically a disaster. Um, People Mm -hmm. were dying of cholera and typhoid uh, routinely because it was a swamp and uh, we didn't know how to manage waste. Um, Our drinking water was coming from Lake Michigan still does. and our wastewater was going into lake michigan which it no longer does mm-hmm. um and there's a whole story about that that I'll talk
0: Boy, about well that's good for uh, visitors to know <laughs>
1: yeah um you know abraham lincoln had been nominated for the president in chicago in 1860 the first his first term um there was a civil war prisoner of war camp on the lakefront in chicago mm-hmm. um at that at the time the dental society was founded so just you know it's this um uh, time capsule or 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 time machine really, to, to go back and and see what was going on in Chicago right. and to think that this organization, which is still existent and in fact you know going strong um, was in existence when all of these what now seem like almost primitive things were were going on
0: right so you, you know what it, you talk to a lot of people about chicago uh, what do you think people's most biggest misperception about Chicago is?
1: Uh, I think, you know, the other thing that people, um, those who are not from the Midwest, who who might be listening to this, are, are almost always shocked by is the lake. Uh, they hear that, you know, maybe a brother didn't even know Chicago's on a lake. Well, Chicago is on Lake Michigan. <laughs> it's, a, um, it's part of the Great Lakes, which is the largest body of freshwater water in the world,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: except for Lake Baikal in Siberia. Um, and it's an inland sea. So, you know, people come to Chicago and they think, oh, a lake, you know, that's like a pond. Right, right. I can, I can, I can see you the see other over, side, yeah. right. I can see the other side. And then they see this body of water that, you know, looks like an ocean. Doesn't sound like an ocean. Doesn't have surf like an ocean. It doesn't smell like an ocean, you know, with the salt air and the, the the you know sea the sea creatures yeah. but it it's it's the size and scale when you stand on the edge of it like you're looking out across an ocean and um and and a lot of people have it's have no idea uh until they get here that that this is this is the case it's it really i think very surprising to people to see that i mean Um, I know the things that we're very proud of that may not be known widely, which is that we're the birthplace of the skyscraper. And -hmm. it's really one of only, to my mind, only two real skyscraper cities in America. Um, One being New York and the other being Chicago. You know, there's nothing like the scale of it. I mean, Los Angeles is a bigger city. We're the third largest city. Los Angeles is a bigger city, but it's a sprawl city. Um, Chicago has this very concentrated downtown of, of many super tall skyscrapers and Chicago architects have, are, are, are now designing the super talls all over the world that are being built in, in the, you know, Asia and the middle East where, where that kind of construction is, is focused Mm -hmm. now. Um, and I don't know that people know that, that that's really, you know, that's a, big part of our DNA in Chicago is, is that, and then just architecture more broadly, uh, it's a very big part of Chicago. Um, and that it's a great food city. It's a very famously, it's famously a, a, a food town. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, we're also the birthplace of theater improv and that that's rooted in kind of this Chicago, no nonsense personality. Um, um, you know, sort of realism and, and, um, being sort of being in the moment.
0: So, uh, a lot of our attendees are here for a very short period of time. Uh, and they're very busy during the day, you know, doing the, uh, the courses and, the, uh, going to the exhibit hall. Uh, but if you had one thing place that they need to see if they're, you know, staying in a, in a hotel downtown, uh, what are some of the hidden gems or where, where what should they not miss or maybe come back yeah, to that's, see?
1: <laughs> that's a tough question because um Chicago is also this I really we haven't talked about this, is really known as a city of neighborhoods. Um and, you know, I don't know that they would your attendees would have time, but you really want to know Chicago, you know, you want to get out of the the downtown, um and and really, really see the neighborhoods of the mm-hmm. city. Um So I, I often recommend that people, um, go out and check out some of the really cool neighborhoods where there are always really cool restaurants. Um, everything from, um, you know, historically black neighborhood of Bronzeville, which is Mm -hmm. south of the loop and as a sort of a birthplace of sort of rhythm and blues and jazz and, uh, Chicago blues, um and uh you know there's some cool places down, down there in Bronzeville but then you can go to some of the really beautiful neighborhoods on the north side uh far up north is a neighborhood called Andersonville mm-hmm. uh which is a historically swedish neighborhood but it's also and and now is is um uh got a large lgbtq population and it's just wonderful street life in that neighborhood there's a neighborhood called Lincoln Square on the northwest side uh on the west side, you have um, Logan Square and Wicker Park and uh, Bucktown. These were very hip neighborhoods. Yeah. The West Loop is like the the restaurant mecca in oh, Chicago. Oh, yeah. It's
0: changed so much in the last Yeah, years. I
1: mean, the West Loop is incredible. But I guess if you don't have time to get out of the loop, you know, believe it or not, I mean, these two things sound like extremely touristy. Well, I'll say three things. Sound extremely touristy. But, um, the art Institute is not to be missed. The Chicago art Institute is one of the great, uh, impressionist collections in the world mm-hmm. and, and other things as well. Um, we have this, this sort of, um, futuristic park called millennium park, um, right, uh, in downtown Chicago on the lakefront. Say so where the bean, um, the bean is the there, bean right? this, this beautiful sort of blob, this reflective blob, that's kind of a people magnet, um, is is there in in millennium park but um you know the other thing you i would really recommend is you either go to the top of of what's now called the willis tower although we all still remember it as sears tower which for 25 years was the tallest building in the world uh, until the late 1990s or the top of what used to be called the hancock building which is uh, now known by its address on north michigan avenue but i'm blanking on the address eight eight something North Michigan Avenue. I'll look it up. Um, it, it, from the top of either one of those buildings and the reason I recommend it is because, um, you can get a real, um, sense of the lay of the land of Chicago. Mm -hmm. You see the lake, you see the downtown loop, you see the river, you see the neighborhoods and then this in in the near distance and the suburbs in the far distance. You can see how the railroads came in from the south. Um, you can see how the highways kind of cut a swath across the city in that era of, of urban renewal and white flight and all of the tragedy along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can, you, you, it's a really great way to get a kind of a snapshot of, um, a, of an overview of Chicago. By uh by going up to the the top of either the Sears Tower, which is now called the Willis Tower, or the Hancock Building, which is now called 875 North Michigan Avenue.
0: 870. I, I didn't even realize that, that they they don't have a name for it anymore.
1: No. Um, and they're both, you know, examples. They were both amongst the tallest buildings in the world at the times so of their construction. The Hancock Building in 69, they had the um Sears Tower in 74, um, of this sort of powerfully articulated. No nonsense Chicago style mm-hmm. of architecture, uh, and and you get a great view from either one of those places. So you know, I I, I would recommend that. Um, there is also a um, a, this is the 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 meeting is in February,
0: right? Yeah, end of <laughs> February, and, and it yeah. has been forever.
1: Yeah, there is a boat on the river that's fully enclosed. It's a dinner cruise on the river, ah, um, heated dinner cruise uh, boat or a meal cruise. I don't know if it's just dinner, um, that you can take during the winter. Um, I did not know that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you might look for that. Um, the, I guess that would be some of the things, I mean, if you have a little more time, um, the other thing that Chicago is really famous for is our elevated train called the L. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, it, Thanks to the pandemic and some other s- social, um, issues that have arisen in recent times, very sadly. And unfortunately the L is not as nice or safe as it used to be, but, uh, there's a particular line called the Brown line on the mm-hmm. L which circles the loop and goes out to, a uh, through some of the Northwest side mm-hmm. neighborhoods. Um, uh, that is, I, in my opinion, clean and safe. And that's a really good way to just get a view of the neighborhoods because you can't get lost. It goes around the circles around the loop, goes all the way out. (laughs) You can ride it to the very end of the line and come back and it just circles the loop again. The loop is our downtown in Chicago. And it's so-called in part because the L, the elevated L makes a loop around the downtown. Um, And so it, it gives you a real, again, it's another way to sort of, look out the window and and really see Chicago a little more. You could see the downtown and then the little more off the beaten path, Chicago. Yeah. So that's a nice thing to do.
0: So maybe the, the takeaway is that, uh, you know, spend more time than just the the three days for the meeting and stay a week or so, or, or come back when it is a little bit nicer weather out.
1: Well, and go, or go see an improv show at second city or one of the IO theater, one of the other improv theaters, there's a ma- there's a phenomenal Shakespeare Theater on Navy Pier, if you like theater. Goodman Theater in Chicago is phenomenal. We have the Chicago Symphony is amazing, and the museums. You know, the Field Museum of Natural History is incredible. Might be some early dentistry examples in there. I'm not sure. There is a museum in Chicago called the Museum of Surgical Science, which okay. is in an, an old mansion in the Gold Coast.
0: Okay. Any uh. Any books or something that you, uh, books or movies? To learn about Chicago? Well, I would say a couple
1: of things. Yeah. Um, One thing is if you don't have time to read a book, um, I have done dozens of programs about Chicago. So if you go to um, our TV station, which is called WTTW, like Window to the World, if you go to WTTW.com slash Jeffrey Bear, which is my name, G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, B A E R, WTW.com slash Jeffrey Bear. You know, you can basically get a primer on everything you ever wanted to know about Chicago. There's my river tour is there as a TV show. Mm. Um, we did a show where we got our own L train and went all over the neighborhoods of Chicago on our own L train. Uh, so that's called Chicago by L. I saw that. Um, it was
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of, thank you. There's a, there's a Bicycling the Boulevards. There's the Foods of Chicago. Um, there's two programs called The Most Beautiful Places in Chicago and The Most Beautiful Places in Chicago 2. Um, uh, you, you know, so we've really, you, you can learn a lot about Chicago. There's also mm-hmm. a loop, uh, Chicago, the Chicago Loop, a program with the Chicago Loop. Um, there's a bunch of shows there. So that's one way to learn a lot about Chicago.
0: Uh, sounds good. Well, we're really looking forward to having you at the meeting. Uh, and I, uh, encourage well, everybody to, speaking, to get, yeah. uh, get tickets as soon as possible. Cause they're, they'll be running out soon. So, and we'll have to, uh, I think you'll be really impressed with the, the scope of the, uh, the exhibit hall and all the different, uh, um, just just an amazing array of technology and services that uh you know you just don't realize it
1: yeah right right well actually as it happens i'm getting a filling tomorrow uh and i probably have to have a root canal at some point not in the not too distant future so there is there is more dentistry uh in my future as well um but i'm excited to 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 meet everybody and uh and I kind of love conventions. I love going to the PBS annual convention. I, 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 I'm this weird geek. I, I don't know why I love wearing the badge and, <laughs> uh, and I love the display floor where all of the things are exhibited. And of course, everyone has the little dishes of candy and stuff. So it's, you know, that's good for, maybe not in a dentistry convention. I don't know.
0: Oh Yeah. They got to, yeah, they, they get the chewiest stuff, you know, they, they got to keep, uh, some business get more going. customers, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks again. I appreciate your time, and uh, have a great day. Thanks. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to speak. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Filling You In. And remember, you can hear Jeffrey Bear speak live at the keynote session at 3.30 p.m. Thursday, February 22nd at the Midwinter Meeting. Tickets are still available, and sign up for event number SE1. To ensure your seat at the opening session. We'll see you at the 160th Midwinter Meeting. Until then, we'll keep you filling you in.